Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Buoyed by her vocal and songwriting talents, infectious stage presence, which it is because I did see some of her YouTube channel, um, and exceptional work ethic. Uh, she has opened for stars, including Desmond Lynch. I love him to death. Mm-hmm. He's great. Diamond Rio. Keith Anderson, Trace Atkins, Sawyer Brown, and Jeff Foxworthy, which which is interesting because yeah. I, I want to find out more about that. So yeah, uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah, yeah. problem. Yeah, because uh, featured uh, at festivals alongside Lady Antebellum, Tim McGraw, awesome, awesome dude, uh, Billy Curran, uh, and mm-hmm. Little Big Town, and Grace legendary stages like the George Avery Theater and Seattle's Triple Door Theater. I never heard of those mm-hmm. two. Got to talk about that, too. Um, sure. <laughs> her first national album, Nashville album, uh, Catch Me If You Can, was released in 2016, with her follow-up released in June 2019, um, entitled uh, Warning Label, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Which, okay, so, um, for, oh, yeah, uh, Warning Label. And as, as a current now, uh, Jessica has two albums, Eight singles and and a new single entitled "It Don't Feel Like Christmas," which is scheduled to release in two days time on uh like yeah. Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So it's really, really on Friday close. it'll be out. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking so. of Black Friday, well, well, first of all, how are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. How are you doing? It is so good to finally <laughs> meet you. Yeah, because um, I emailed you what last week. And yeah. it, and it was a quick setup, so I I, I thank you for being there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, you going to come on the chair? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, problem. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's great to meet you too. So, yeah. um, here we yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> ask me anything you want to know, but also I want to know about what you do here in the podcast because um, that's it's always intriguing to me. The the putting on podcasts is not an easy thing to do, and so thank mm-hmm. you for your for creating a platform. Sure. Well, many people think it is easy, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's not, not at all. Just like being a musician, it's not easy. A lot of people think that no. they can just strum a guitar and millions of views and listens and likes and no, that doesn't happen that way. So Ooh, in twenty <laughs> in twenty twenty, uh, me and my um, uh, co host who is who apologized to you because he can't be here today. Um, we started this podcast about two years ago, uh, February, March-ish, and um, we decided to talk about how music helps with people's persons with depression and anxiety. I have depression, Wonderful. and so, so my co-host has de- uh, symptoms of depression. His wife has anxiety. So mm-hmm. we think we don't want other people to feel the way we do when we're depressed or have anxiety. And we figured mm-hmm. talking about music will help a lot of people because music yeah. does wonderful things to the soul. It 
it motivates you. It makes you feel better about yourself. It just does so many good things about you, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. why we it's create healing it. all on its own, right? It is. It is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let me, yes, let me hold on. If we can pause this for one second, yes. I know that my dog is going to go bonkers in just a second. Okay. So if I can let him out, then sure. hopefully that won't interrupt Absolutely. us. So one second. Okay. Oops, okay. There, that's gonna that's gonna help a little bit. Okay, okay. I hope that's possible. Personally, <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. Personally, I love dogs. I love you for having one. Um, what kind of dog? Do you have? What what kind of dog do you have? What he's a German Shepherd Lab mix. I love so he's those. a big he's a big boy. Big baby. He's about hundred pounds. Is he a big love. baby sometimes? He's a big baby. Big yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh. So. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, but. Everybody thinks that this is a hard thing to do, just like being a comedian. It, it's like mm-hmm. everything, you know. And it, and it took us a lot of work to get here. Uh, two years yeah. in, we did like almost like ninety interviews, including this interview. Yay! And so yeah, so that's that that's what this podcast is about. And I'm so glad you came on because you mentioned in our in our previous chat that you you were having. I, I mean, you suffer with depression. Is that right? Or it, or did I mislead that? Um. No, I'm, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, which okay. can be mis- misdiagnosed as depression sometimes yes. if it's, if it's, um, if, if, cause some, one of the symptoms can be temporary depression or mood swings. And so, uh, sometimes we're misdiagnosed with depression, even though we're not, right. it's not what's going on. And so that can be, that can be really rough knowing, um, not understanding why, it's not helping for you or why, you know, you're not, you're not feeling like you're getting the help that you need. Um, so like that has, that it, it was just a huge, huge shift for me to, um, to get that diagnosis, understand why my brain works differently. Yeah. Now with your ADHD, is it, is it, do you find it hard to write music or does it, or does it just, it just come to you like, nat- like naturally? <laughs> Mm, I'm finding that a lot of creative people actually have neurological developments that are different because it just makes our brains work differently. Right. And um, so, yeah, I've definitely, I've found it to be easier to make music. Perfect. But it's sometimes not as easy to do all the organizational stuff that comes with it. Right. So you like, you have to put it out and you have to record it. Well, not in that order, right. but you know, you yeah. have to, yeah. they have to do all those things and market it and, and, and talk to, to important people. And, and, and that, um, that can be challenging when your brain doesn't work in a straight line. Yeah. So it's great to make the music, but sometimes you can't really finish what you started. And so right. that can be, that can be harder. Well, uh, since I did, since I was, since I did, we did this, this podcast, I find out more and more musicians are going independent now, because there's yeah. a lot of problem with with labels now. You know, they they hold you to in the in the box kind of, and that can, yeah, they can that, definitely. Yeah. And the majors are like fortresses to get into, right? So uh, I feel yeah. I feel like <laughs> a lot of people are doing independent music now because it's possible. Right. Like in the first place, <laughs> it's, it's not just a few decades ago. You couldn't just record your own music and put it out. You could maybe, maybe record it if you were really lucky and had a lot of money, but then you, you couldn't really put it out to the masses at all. Right. 
So, so that changed. And I think with that, the mentality of how it's supposed supposed to be done. Right. And I feel like that's up, up for grabs. It's really up in the air. Nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. Especially, uh, in, yeah. in, especially bigger labels. Well, bigger labels is yeah. like a double-edged sword. Yes, you'll get the, the notoriety, the, the plays, the listens, the fans. But then the other side of it is not that good. You know, they like like we said, they'll, they'll box you into a contract and you can't leave until it, you mm-hmm. know, it, it runs out. So who knows, you know? So. And they might shelf you. Like, that's the thing they do. If they don't feel like your music is selling for whatever reason, or they have somebody else they're pushing that's too similar, mm-hmm. and they just put you on a shelf and like hang there until your contract's up. And Really? That could that can be a long time sometimes. Yeah, that's something that they literally do. And I, um, I mean, I've heard of people being shelved, and I've heard stories about it. I haven't experienced it myself, but I do know it happens. Right. right. It's business, you know. Yeah. They they have a product that doesn't sell, put it on the shelf. Well, I guess if they shelf you, you won't get any notoriety, right? Right. So they wow. can stop your in your tracks. So, but when you're an independent artist, at least you have the option to to create something and put it out there. Whether or not you then get the listens you want or the fans you want, that's that's kind of more grassroots effort. But yeah. at least you won't get shelved. <laughs> well, I had no idea about being shelved. That's that's something new. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. Is country. The the genre is that your favorite genre or like do you have another yeah another, okay good it might do yeah. well I mean I listen to a lot of different music good. I, growing up I grew up in Denmark and um there wasn't the what we know was country music and all those artists that you mentioned in the beginning mm-hmm. my my mom and my sisters back there they don't know who they are because they don't even like they're not even like famous or known in in Denmark, for instance. So I kind of, when I was living there, I kind of had to like pursue a bunch of other genres because country just didn't exist. Right. But I've, but I've always been drawn to country. That's always been where my heart mm. is. And, and so when I finally moved here to the States in 2010, I gave it everything I had to be like, okay, country music, let's yeah. go. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you and I share the love, love for country music the most. Cause I think my my I I think my mom won't, won't believe me because uh as a as a teenager I used to love Metallica. Metallica yeah. was it for me. <laughs> so I don't I don't think she she'll believe me when I say that country music is my favorite genre of all time. Right. I grew up with, with well, country. Well, I listened to Atlantis Morissette and Green Day. So great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I love people who listen to everything, you know, because you have an open mind, yeah. you know. And I think yeah. music shouldn't be shut down because you don't like another certain artist, you know. So Right. Well, I think it's it should be encouraged to find the good and the beauty in any genre of music. Yeah. And to let yourself be in, be exposed to new stuff, but also be inspired by something completely different that you didn't think was ever going to, like maybe maybe oh sorry maybe as like a, an artist you put out a song and you, you realize you write a song because you listen to this other thing that's way over here that's something that you would never right. never listen to otherwise right yeah. uh, right absolutely so uh so since you and I share the same sentiment of uh, country music who okay so th- this is gonna probably be the hardest question I'm gonna ask you tonight okay I'm ready who, who do you think is the best country country 
male country artists, like like the king, and then I'll do the queen. But who do you think is like the king of country? Mm, king of country. I got a few ideas, uh, but, but you know, but I just want to hear what what you say right now. I would say Kenny Chesney. Okay. Okay. That would be my king of country, only because he always seemed to have like he he took the lo- like the long way. He right. he was he was starting out around the same time as Tim McGraw and these other guys, and they were kind of button you know rubbing elbows around town at the same time, and they just took off, and he didn't. Right. And so he got hired as a songwriter first, and then he found a way to create. Like he was one, he wasn't one of those one hit wonders. He ended up like he'd been in the industry for twenty years before he had his first like major hits. Yeah. And then he's shown longevity. Right. Right. He's still selling out stadium show after stadium show. So, I mean, I would say Garth Brooks, but he, he abdicated the throne. See, that's, that's what I thought too. But, uh, but, (laughs) but many, many many people think that George Strait is, and that's fair. George Strait. Okay. Fair. Yeah. George Strait would be the king. Like if, if that would be the case, then like there, there's, 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 uh, George Strait, there's Garth Brooks, there's Randy Travis. I mean, you got like so many great names. There's a lot. Yeah. Yes. And so I don't think. But I also, I also look at someone like for me, it's also George Strait. I get it. I get why he would be a nominee because he is so country. Alan Jackson would be another one, right? Yes. Yes. So country. I forgot about him. And, and I feel like. I mean, Kenny Chesney has country songs too, but he's also known for all the yacht rock and the, right. you know, the prop rock <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so he he kind of he created his own brand, yeah. Which I just I just love. Nice. And so you know maybe he's not quintessential country in that way, but he would be my the one I would be the one. The most, yeah. I guess. Okay, so yeah. we did the king of of country. Who, uh-huh. who do you think would be the queen of country? I mean, because you have you have Marvin Mandrill, the Judds. Uh, Shania Twain, Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. uh, the list goes on. I I gotta go with Reba. Reba's Reba, the queen. Okay, fair. Undisputed. Fair. That, is very, <laughs> that is very very fair. I love Reba to death. Um, she's uh she's the kind of uh, and she also is the quintessential major label artist right? yes. because she doesn't. I mean, she's written songs, but it's not. She doesn't really write the songs. She picks the songs and sings them. And that was very Nashville. That was very much how they did it. They had the songwriters, and then they had the artists. And if you were also a songwriter and an artist, you kind of, it was like, no, you got to pick. Right, yeah. You got <laughs> right? to be good at yeah. one thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where in the folk world, everybody was singing their own songs. Yeah. Enter Bob Dylan, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. or Tom Petty. Yeah. That right. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they really they had that formula, and Reba was at the top of that game. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Dolly, I, I, well, I just mentioned Dolly Parton, but uh, did, ah, did, yeah, Dolly. Did you saw you. Um, <laughs> did you see that she got inducted finally in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Did she? Did she finally accept it? Yep. The nomination yeah. or the? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, she, she said, said no the first time. Right. right? Yeah, that's why I thought too. And then, uh, and then I saw that uh, she and Rob Halford from. From uh, Judas Priest metal band, uh, did um, mm. did the song uh, "Not Fancy." Uh, I, I mean, not um, I don't know which song they did, but they sang sang together. 
But yeah, she she originally said no. Uh, she, Jolene probably. Jolene, yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But she said no for first time because she says I'm not rock and roll. I got nothing to do with rock and roll, you know. But I think that the that the people wanted her to accept it because just because your country doesn't mean you don't have the rock and roll lifestyle, you know. Because I know that, that like country artists go yeah. through the same thing that that rock and roll people do, you know. And I think right. That, and yeah. if you look at a lot of the rock back in the day, like the Skinnerd, and Skinner. like there's a bunch of those that would be country today, right? And right. so the so the lines are a little blurred. I'm not. I wouldn't say that Dolly <clears throat> ever did rock and roll because I don't think she did. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but okay, so Dolly in that whole setup would yeah. be the goddess. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she would be the goddess. Um, yeah, Reba would be the queen. And I think yeah. Shania would be the princess, if that's correct. I, I go I with know. Miranda Lambert Mar- as the princess. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I do love R- Miranda Lambert. Um, she's great. Yeah, too. she's she's kind of she's kind of uh, she's she's one of the ones that's starting to really show her longevity as well. Yeah. Uh, she and Carrie, I guess, are yeah. the two that Underwood. really have 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 yeah yeah have stuck around. Yeah. And I feel like there should be a spot for Loretta in there too. I mean, yeah. Our um, our RMP. Yeah. She was uh she was wonderful. Yeah, my mom was my mom almost got to see her, but she had to cancel due to I think sickness or something. And then uh, she yeah, know, and she then she, and then she yeah. passed. Yeah. And she tried to yeah. pass away, but uh yeah, but uh that was yeah, one of my mom's favorite favorite singers, um, Little Red Lynn. So um, you know, I'm sorry she didn't get to go. So okay. yeah. Okay, so out of all out of all that I have listed that you toured with. Who is your favorite one? I know that's a hard, hard choice to make. Oh. But if you came to like one or two favorite ones. And. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> and? And after, okay. So did, first question before we get to that one that I just asked. Okay. Uh, so did they find you or did you like go to them and say, hey, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be in this city town. Same time you you do I do country music like like how did all that happen? Mm, okay, yeah. um, so let's see. I will say that um, one of the coolest people I met would be Keith Anderson. Okay, when I opened for him, yeah. and that happened because he and he's not as big anymore, and. He was kind of on his way up, but had to take a detour and that basically the majors made sure that ruined his career. (laughs) So, but, but what, but he was in a, in a, like a medium sized venue in my town. And I basically contacted the venue to say, Hey, does he have an opener or can I open for him? Right. And yeah, so that was, that's, he wasn't, he was really cool to hang out with. Um, As well, here comes the dog. As was, uh, I'd say Radney Foster was one of my favorite people to meet too. Because he, um, again, medium sized venue, because he was, I mean, he had a a, a few hits in the 90s, but he's had a flourishing career. And so, so, so was Keith Anderson. And people just kind of go, who? Right. (laughs) But (laughs) they wrote with like the big guys. I mean, Keith Anderson wrote with Garth Brooks for crying out loud. (laughs) So. Awesome. So yeah, those those were those were the the funnest ones. Um, I kind of wanted to mention too that I got to share. Well, again, open, but this was at, at a 
VIP house concert yeah. with um, my, my hero songwriter, like the person who I listened to his song and realized I wanted to be a songwriter. So that's Gary Burr. Um, and his, his wife, uh, Georgia Middleman, who is also a prolific songwriter, the two of them performed together and I got to open for them. And that was nice. really cool. Nice. It's always awesome to meet your, meet the people that you look up to. Sometimes meet your good. heroes. Yeah. And sometimes it can be bad, but most times I find it. It okay. can. Yeah, it can. Yeah, like they say, never meet the people who never meet your heroes. Well, Mine's my dad, so I you'll be disappointed. I heard about it's not true. <laughs> no, right? No, I it's mean, it's not always true. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. people have bad days, so I mean, you brand and call them on a bad day. Who knows? You know. So, um, I also had a really cool experience. So Jamie O'Neill had some big hits back in two thousand two, two thousand four, and I lived with her albums. Like a lot of the way I sing is inspired by how she sang because that's just what I listened to and. She's got this big voice and I have a big voice. So it was, it was, and it was right in my range. So like, that was like, I, like she inspired me so much and I got to hang out with her almost for a whole weekend when she was in over here on the West coast. Um, we got to sit down and talk and she invited me to go on stage with her again, which was insane. So that was that was also like one of these awesome moments of meeting your heroes, and then they are really cool. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you you mentioned before you you um you grew up in Denmark, has has left yeah. has left Denmark, um, has left Denmark. Has yeah, left Denmark. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but I also read in your bio on your website, um, JessicaWitty.com for everybody who wants to you know check her out and buy her cool merchandise. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, Je- Jessica Lynn Witty.com. Lynn, I'm, I'm sorry, Lynn Witty. Okay, that's uh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. That's why you're right. Um, so, uh, um, so in so in Denmark, it, they didn't have very much country music or country music no. there, but Mm-mm. you did have a TV and you and uh, you discovered t- uh, the CMT channel, country music mm-hmm. television channel. So, can you remember what or who was on when you first watched it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was, okay, so the, the songs that were kind of in rotation at that point were, the, the biggest one that inspired my inspiration was Faith Hill's Wild One. Right. She's a wild yeah. one with an angel's face, like that song. Right. And then um, John Michael Montgomery's I Swear. And then, of course, uh, there was, I think that was around the same time uh, as Lori Morgan had the, uh, you came back from heaven. Mm-hmm. There was Reba mm-hmm. McIntyre was singing uh, the the song about the phone. Um, not take it back. It's uh, well, I haven't I heard from you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all yeah. those were kind of in rotation, and then the devil went down to Georgia was also in there somewhere. Right. Exactly. I know there was um, Dwight Yoakam Ooh, also good, yeah. and Randy Foster. They were also right really big right then. That's, that's, I, that's, I, that was the. Uh, you you mentioned Dwight Yoakam. You, you mentioned Dwight Yoakam, and I still don't know to this day why my mom never liked them. I don't. No, really? I, 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 yeah, no. she never liked. Them. I can find. I yeah. feel like um, he's one of the people that I don't really want to meet because he seems so horrible. I'm talking bad about people. On he seems a little arrogant, but I right, think yeah. hey, prove me wrong. <laughs> have um, Have you watched he the was, movie? He had the Cadillacs and guitars and yeah. whatever that song. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched the movie um, Sling Blade? Sling Blade? Yeah. 
He played a good role in that one. You should watch it. It's, mm. it's fantastic. Cool. Fantastic. It's, hey, uh, he could be the nicest guy. That's the thing yeah. you don't really know, yeah, right? Yes, right. And I, I guess it's the way that he moved his hips or something, but she loved Elvis. I'm like, well, Elvis moved the same way Dwight York died. So I don't know why, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because Elvis. Um, well, Dwight York was definitely wearing uh, bell bottoms when they weren't popular at all. Well, that's I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's why, why, mom. I don't know. I don't know. Sense of uh, style. Right, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, but I do, I do, I actually do like his music, and I and um, and I think yeah, Randy Foster, uh, just call me lonesome was also running at that time. Uh, Such nice. a good song. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about your music. Um, so kiss me, okay. kiss me if you can. Was your is your first album? Released in it was my um my first Nashville recording, yeah. Okay, perfect. And and, and that was released in twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. I can't find it on Apple Music or Spotify. Which is odd. Hmm, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, because uh, I I can s- I can send you a link. It's there. Okay, yeah, because um, take the lead in 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 the morning they were already in them, which is great, great records. Yeah, I yeah. love. Oh, if you're looking under albums, it's an EP, so it's uh, going to oh, be okay. under singles. Nice. Yeah, that's okay. probably it. That's, that's probably it. That's yeah, because it's only five songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I guess it would be an EP, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but that was in 2016 instead of 2017, which. My bad. Yes. Um, but it was recorded with um, you gotta help me here. Be- Beard Music Group. Did I say that yep, right? That's correct. Beard. Yes, okay. you did. Yeah. Um, so working with these. Okay, so can you tell us what was it like working with them? Uh, as working on your first record ever. I mean, you, you know, your first. I I have worked with. Um, I had a, a a record label here in the Northwest before I went to Nashville to record catch me if you can so my experience with working with record label and and um i was in london bridge studios which is where pearl jam recorded and a lot of the big brandy carlisle like a lot of the big people recorded there macklemore (laughs) um but my experience with that was so different when i when i came to nashville because one if you get all these a-list players right walk in studio musicians are setting up and they're all like like they all played on all the big stuff at point in case like I walk in with um I know I had a, a reference song and and usually I'll, if I want a song to sound a little bit like a certain song it's easier to bring in a reference song so I can say okay well, this is kind of what I want it to sound like without it being a complete copy you know <laughs> yeah. um and there's they start they're listening to this reference song and there's they're kind of snickering and there, and the keyboard player goes, yeah, I think I could do that because it's, that's me on that recording. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like that's the kind of experience you'll have, right? Um, and then on top of that, you can bring like in a session, you bring in five or even six songs, and they do them. Yeah. They've never heard them before. They just start playing, and it's magic. Wow! Just straight out of what my brain was thinking. So yeah. that experience was insane. And then of course. You get, like, you work with Rob Lane, who's uh, an engineer who's um, worked with Dolly Parton and, and Garth Brooks. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you're getting all the, you're getting all the good you're stuff. Getting all the, all, and, uh, all the top, yeah. yeah. So, 
So it blew me away and it was a very easy, effortless pro process. And I've since worked in, with many other studios in Nashville and it's, it's that same effortless process. It's right. awesome. Well, that was my next question because um, in, in your bio, it also said an incredible experience. Uh, these are the top players in Nashville and they know exactly what to do with my music. Uh, what? Mm -hmm. Okay, so knowing that you have HDHD, I guess it made it, made it 10 times easier. Because they knew exactly how to, how to like, arrange it, or like, did you tell them how how it was supposed to be? I mean, like, like, um, like, how how did your ADHD play with play with them? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. That's a really good question. Um, I think okay with ADHD, we like things to be super fast or we get bored, right? right. So that played really well okay. with me, yeah. and 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 just like. Oh yeah, it's just gonna have like half an hour song. Next song, you know, you just you go through the motions. You gotta, you can't over, like just don't overthink. You just be, and so that works really well with the um, the ADHD because there's no time to get bored. <laughs> right. in, the, in fact, you could probably get overstimulated. Right. Okay. So yeah. um, organizationally, it was good because they knew exactly what they were doing. They they just go through, you know, do right. the thing and and. And so if you want something more, a little bit more particular, then you got to kind of say, okay, well, stop the process here. I'm going to get these backing vocals to you or whatever it is, right? Um, but then, but they've, they've always been so easy to work with. So I could, I could just kind of be, it was more like a playground than a job at that yeah. point, Don't right? So, yeah. yeah. So I feel, I feel like it, con it contributed to my, um, my fast pace and my impatience that they were just as fast paced and everything was just do, 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 do. Right. so yeah kept you busy I huh? feel like it's a good thing right <laughs> yeah. and it's always fun to make music and I figured that you, you were having so much fun you didn't you didn't you didn't have time to be bored yeah, no exactly was, exactly was, dopamine overload you're just going for it yeah, yeah and that's and that's good <laughs> I'd rather be doing something than be I hate being bored man but oh my god that's I, the worst yeah <laughs> right it is it is well uh, my next question would be, um, what is your process for writing your material on for your albums? But a better question for that would be, okay, so my favorite song on, on Take the Lead album is It Made Me, Me. Okay. Aww, I, 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 and I figured, I, and I think that's very personal for you. So a, a yeah. better question for me would be, uh, do you find it easier to write up about your personal um, experiences, or like, do you look at other people and like, okay, well, he's going through this. I should write about this because if he's going through it, somebody else might be going. Through it. Or you know, it's the same thing with you. Mm. I, I think it's a big mix because um, if I'm writing about something that's very personal to me, mm. I'm gonna write whatever I'm gonna write because that's my diary. You know, like it, it's yeah. like it, it's just gonna come out of me. I'm not going to co-write about it. I'm just, I'm just going to write what I'm going to write. And it's either going to be something that I put on an album or something that I just tuck away and say, okay, I did that. But um, if I can, I try to think about how other people can relate. Like, like you were talking about with the podcast. Yeah. If I feel this way, then other people might too. And so I sat down and I wrote that in the beginning of the, of, of COVID. I think we were actually on lockdown mm -hmm. and um I just, I just 
I, I took out all my notes and all my songwriting things that I just kind of had on shelves and hadn't had time to do, dive into. And all of a sudden we were given all this time, right? right. And I saw, this, I saw the first line, I've been lost and I've been found mm-hmm. and I've had both feet on the ground. Yeah. And then I was like, and it, it did say something about um, the, the next line was almost there. And then that was it. That's all I saw. And I was like, huh, let me start this. Could be something. And it just was yeah. so reflective and so deep for the moment that it just came out. Like, I thank you for mentioning that song. It's one of the yeah. songs that I'm the most proud of having written, and I wrote it alone. Okay. So yeah. very personal, very deep. And a lot of times I will either find a little scrap of paper with like, or note on my phone with just a, a title or an idea. Something, right? Or I'll find a little sound bit that I sang into my phone because I do that too. Um, and that's kind of how I start on an idea. And then I'll need to carve out the time to sit down and finish it and yes. do the work and write the song. Because as inspiration comes at the worst moment, right? You're driving <laughs> or you're grocery shopping. Yeah, I'm the ding dong that's running around singing into her phone while she's grabbing the cereal. You know, yeah, like that's that, just man, these things part of the so, job. These things are so awesome because they have a, like a recording app and uh, yeah, just like you said, you, you, you can record. Just like, sing it right in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. You know? Yeah. yeah. Right. It is. It is. Amazing. So like, that's when I write alone. When I write with other people, it's a little more structured. You kind of have to give, give some space for who they are and what they want to say. An example of that would be my one of my newer songs from this year called Memphis anymore um it was not my story so this was Carly and I don't know if it actually was her story personally or if she just liked the idea of not wanting to drive through Memphis (laughs) because oh all the memories and so like we wrote that song and I, I love it it came out so beautiful and I can relate not because of Memphis but because there are places that I will avoid because of bad memory. Mm. And if I have that, people have other people have it too. Right. right? And so it's about making it relatable. If you want to put it out. (laughs) If you want to, well, see, that's my point. Okay. So um, my Mm. next question for you is, I know you should have a lot of these in, in your house right now, but is there some, scribbles or write down songs that you have but you but you're like okay i'm not ready to release to release that right now they're not ready to hear that song right now i'm sure do do you have one or two songs lying around that you're just not Mm -hmm. about ready to okay yeah yeah um actually i have two one is about religion that i don't i don't know if i'll ever release right um the, the yeah, message I think everybody's ready to hear, but the way it's delivered, it might that's... cause some controversy and I'm not ready for it. So we'll see. <laughs> but the other one is about, um, is about being told how to look and to lose weight and to dye your hair yeah. and to stand up straight. Yeah. yeah, those kind of things. And that one, I just haven't figured out how to make as good as I feel it can be. Okay. So sometimes you just put them on shelves. Yeah. I get like, sometimes you find someone else to finish the song with, you go in and say, Hey, help me with this. And that's beautiful when that can happen. Right. But yeah, I always have a couple, I always have a bunch that are not even half baked and I have some that are just almost finished and that, you know, they're still festering. Right. And then I have some that are done that I'm just not ready to release. So 
all um, stages. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I have a another series on here called Cover Wars, and mm-hmm. what we do is we find out your favorite song. Uh, I go out there and look for two covers of that one song that you like, and and I bring mm-hmm. one. We'll listen to it live, discuss it, you know, talk about them, which one's better or worse, which, you, you know, you like better, right? Uh, that's cool. I like that. Thank you. But on, um, I think it was on, on the, uh, take the lead, that you covered, these boots are made for walking. Yes, I yes. did. And that is by Nancy Sinatra, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Because there's many yeah. people it was who... written written by Lee Hazelwood and okay. made famous by Nancy Sinatra. Right, yeah. right. And, and that's the most famous one. But there are yeah. great covers of that song. Uh, the first yeah. time I listened to it was Billy Ray Cyrus's version mm-hmm. on uh, Some Gave All, his first ever, like, blew up, like, a ton, you know? Yeah, the Ache You Break Your Heart yeah, right. album. It right. was on, on there, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, and then my uh, second second time I heard it ever was um, I know you listen to a lot of genres, but uh, uh, are you familiar with Megadeth? I am. I did not know. Did they make a cover of that? They did. Yes. And, what? And, okay. So if okay, you want to go, okay, to yeah. So if you want to go back in the catalog, it's on the album. Yeah. So far, so good. So what? It's amazing. Okay. Awesome. I would definitely go listen to it. There were so, because I listened to a bunch of, of versions of that song right. when I picked it, just to make sure I wasn't doing something that had been done exactly. You know, um, I rockabilly it up a little bit. I I actually took a piece out of Billy Ray Cyrus's version, which is um, put in a solo right. yeah. in there, yeah. you know, which he did. And I liked, I liked where it was. And so, and then we cut out all those extra, you know, she, you do the walk down, do, 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 do. And then she, and like, they sit there on the, on the E before she starts singing. We just cut all that out, get to the point. Right. right. <laughs> so it's a little more fast paced moving. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun creating that. And I had a lot of good inspiration from the boys in the studio um, and girls. Right. Uh, and and <clears throat> I was very nervous to put it out because it's a uh, it's big boots to fill. So yes, right, big boots. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you did. Ah, Bad right, joke. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the, uh, the 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 reason why I love your cover, um, also rather uh, you know as opposed to Megadeth and Billy Ray's, is I uh, always say if you're going to do a cover version, do it better. But don't over exceed that limitation of their version, and you just knock, do, knock that do out it part. better. Don't ruin it. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right because there's because um uh, my experiences with with the cover war series that we have, and some people overdoes it, you know. And I yeah. and I've heard that that art uh, the original artists don't like um when you change lyrics to their version. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so you, yeah. You don't do that. And that, that's and there's one that's version. very yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a piece of art. Why mess with it? Right. 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 I mean, I mean, it worked for her. Why can't you do the same? You know, why can't you follow the you know the path? You know. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it it's almost Christmas time, and uh, you have yeah. a Christmas song coming out. But you did release one <laughs> last year. I did. Called yes. um called um I'm home. 
it's Christmas time, and it's great because mm-hmm. I love this too. Because every single family, always, I mean, it's always somebody is doing this and somebody's doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's it's every single family all wrapped into one, right? Yeah, <laughs> big dysfunctional family unit, right? Which every, which um, everybody has that you know some kind of dysfunctional yeah. family. Um, yeah. So um, th- that was released in twenty twenty one last year. Um, I don't. Yep. It don't feel like Christmas is going to be released two days on Black Friday, so if you don't want to yes. go out on Black Friday, listen to it. It's great. Um, but I feel like this is kind of a, like a like like a more uh, personal um, song too, because it talks about how like you either lose someone or you don't have anybody to share Christmas with. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's 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 all about like. Honestly, my message with it is it's not about the time of year or the presents or anything else. It's about who you spend it with. Right. 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 And so, so a little bit like I'm home and it's Christmas time. It's, it's, but it's about that one person that makes it, that, that makes it family to you. Right. Yes. Right. And so, so, I mean, for me, it's my dog. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) But my dog and and my husband. Okay. And, and, um, and the, the real possibility of not sometimes not being able to spend because of the crazy schedule and crazy traveling and all that stuff. Sometimes it can kind of like, I think, was it last year I left on black Friday, like you know, Thanksgiving and off I went. I know. Right. And so like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it just really kind of pushes in on the holidays and. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've got a few family members that lost loved ones and, Mm-hmm. They lost them last year, and I don't think it's going to be a very good one for them this year. But you know, yeah. I'm here for them, so they 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 know that you know they know that I'm always here for them. So, um, well, that was our last question for you. Um, our okay, so you have a website, JessicaLynnWitty.com. Yeah. Uh, you have a YouTube channel. Uh huh. Are we on TikTok? Same thing. Yet? Yeah. And I'm on TikTok. TikTok. Uh, also, all of it is Jessica Lynn Witty, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And um, and then on on Twitter, it's J Lynn Witty because they won't let me have that many characters. Hey, I, I don't use Twitter. I don't. I, I, I can't. I, I I'm not a big fan of Twitter. I I've never been a big fan of Twitter. I can't understand it. So. Oh, okay. I like it fine. Um. But it's limiting in what you can share and what you right. can do, right? Because yeah. it's it's uh, it's more like a kind of a, th- a thought blur, yeah. real time. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you're on everything. I'm on all of them. So that's great. You know, I mean, there's more ways of when to catch up with Jessica Lynn Witty dot com, especially, and uh, go buy some of her merchandise. She's awesome, and uh, yeah, Please. so yeah, so uh, we do honestly thank you for coming on today and talking with us, and hope to God you come back on for another cover wars. You know, because I want to hear your oh. opinion. And, I would uh, love that. Please yeah. invite me to one of those. That yeah. would be awesome. We'll do it soon. And yes, anytime. Thank you. Thank yes. you for creating a platform where we can in, we can inspire others and and make sure they're not alone in 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 the in, in the world, right? Oh, one more question, and then I swear to God, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll let you please. go. Please, you're good. Um, okay, so th- my podcast is called When Words Fail, Music Speaks. Nothing far, further from the truth. Is there a song or an artist that you can think of right now, off the cuff, that you can think that you can hear of, and it 
it, uh, and you can't explain it to me or your husband or your dog how it makes how it makes you feel inside. It's so ingrained in in, in your soul. I, wow, it's, it's that a, is, wow, that is a yeah, good question. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah. So there's a song. There's a song called "Bring On the Day" by Charlotte Martin, and she uh the it was uh it was in the movie. Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know if you heard, you've ever seen that one with Reese Witherspoon yes. and yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny yeah. movie, right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. cute yeah. and and the whole like being pulled between your upbringing, like your your past and your future. Right, like yeah. I I could relate to that. I felt it was cool. So that song, it, that song lights me up every time because it's all about embracing a carpe diem song, right? It's right. all about embracing. You know, just come on, I'm ready. Bring, give it to me. Um, and I have, I have listened to that song so many times and on repeat. Yes. And I don't understand why it's not a bigger fan. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, was that was that kind of what you were looking yeah, for? That's awesome because yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to ask you to explain it to me because literally you can't do it. You know? I can't explain how it makes me feel. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's many and I, and songs. And I'll share it with other people, and they'll be like, "What? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah that's but that's something special to you, you know. So thank you for sharing that. So. Sure. And that was our last question ever. I'm so sorry to keep you <laughs> keep you this long. Oh, good. Uh, so um, yeah, please do come back. We're 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 dying for you to come back, yeah. and um, and and hopefully my uh. Uh, co-host will meet you finally right <laughs> that would be awesome yeah, yeah. that would be awesome okay so uh thank you for listening everybody and always remember when words fail music speaks bye guys yeah bye Sweet. yeah there's, there's many and I, and songs i'll share it with other people and they'll be like what yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's but that's something special to you you know so thank you for sharing that so Sure. And that was our last question ever. I'm so sorry to keep you <laughs> keep you this long. Oh, good. Uh, so um, yeah, please do come back. We're 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 dying for you to come yeah. back, and um, and and hopefully my uh, uh, co-host will meet you finally, right? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Okay, so uh, thank you for listening, everybody, and always remember when words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys. Bye.